stand by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsey. Hi, this is Craig Morgan. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. Welcome in, Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. It's Drew and a big show today. Lots to discover and talk about. We're close to the end of time for you to get your preference point for the year. Uh, you want to get in on that by tomorrow. We'll talk to Janet and Brian from uh, Wyoming Game and Fish Department to find out the details there. Brian and I from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports talk about how things are going at Glendo and Keyhole. And really, if you've been concerned, it's not as bad as you think. And my good buddy, Sean Blazak from the Mule Deer Foundation, Tells us about a few more opportunities for you to get in on some uh, cool special treats from the Mule Deer Foundation. It's all coming up. Remember, if you missed any of our shows in the past, uh, you can get them on demand inside the My Country 95.5 app. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. <laughs> Country 95.5. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors on My Country 95.5. Another week of Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors is on your radio and, of course, uh, on demand at the My Country 95.5 app. And uh, Janet and Brian from Wyoming Game and Fish Department in this week. And uh, I believe there's been some hunting going on throughout you folks at Game and Fish. Is that right? season is on it's it's been kind of fun so far this fall the weather maintained being super fantastic and so we're we're glad and um you know as we roll through this season things are happening on the other end like don't forget to purchase preference points yeah we're getting down to the wire on this one october 31st your last day to really purchase for this year uh, how important is it for people to have these preference points? For a resident, you know, to draw your moose and sheep or keep up with the preference points that we have, that you have. If you have a lapse of, of two years, that next year, if you don't purchase those points, you're going to lose all of them. So it's extremely important to keep putting them in for those preference points. But if you put in, if you're a resident and you put in for a moose and, and bighorn sheep this last year in 2022, you're automatically given the preference point for the next for this next year 2023 drawing in february so but for non-residents that's not true non-residents they don't automatically get them if they don't um you know get their license their moose or sheep elk deer or antelope because uh, non-residents get all preference points for all five they have to actually have to purchase those preference points individually by october 31st how many actual points does a person have to have if they want to get in on the drawing for a moose or a bighorn sheep? It's really dependent on the hunt area. I think max points is right around 28 or 29 right now. So that means that if you start at the very beginning that we since we've had preference points and you've never drawn and you've applied every year, I think the max points is right around 28 or 29. The way to find out is go to our, you know, our hunt planner and it can tell you how many points it takes to draw one of those hunt areas for moose or sheep for residents. And you can kind of get an idea of how many points you're going to need um, for the next, you know, drawing, which, you know, February, the end of February is a deadline to apply for moose and sheep points for residents and non-residents. So 
If people are like all confused about all that kind of stuff, just call your local game and fish office. We'd be glad to help you because we deal with this on a daily basis. One of the things that we've talked about in the past is people know where the hot spots are for, for hunting, and that's where they always want to go. And those areas are the ones that take the most preference points to get in. But if you do research, you can find areas that aren't as popular and probably have a better chance with lower amount of points, right? Most certainly. Absolutely. I, th I think it's one of those things where if you go into the hunt planner, you can kind of see where those areas are where it takes less points to to apply. I had a buddy that um, I think he had 19 points. Um, he was able to draw a sheep permit. Um, that's a lot different than some of those areas taking all 29 points to draw a hunt area. So he's like 10 off. And he was still able to draw his bighorn sheep license this year. So you really have to do the research. And if you don't know how to do that, man, just give us a call. We'll go step by step with you or you can come into the office and we'll certainly help you out on how to figure that out on your own. And we can actually give you some some advice. Because there is a lot that goes into picking a hunting spot. As you know, Drew, it's not just as easy as, as looking at the map saying, oh, that looks great. It seems popular. I saw a lot of deer there and clicking on that. That's not necessarily how it works. And so people need to make sure they have access um, to an area to hunt. Do they have permission from a landowner? Is there a lot of public land? There's all those things to be making sure that you're looking into. And and it's, it's nice. You don't necessarily have have to do that right off the bat while you're purchasing a preference point but while you're getting ready to actually put in for a license take the time and when you use those points it might be well worth it it's a little confusing but it's well worth it to stay up on getting those preference points and knowing that the the cutoff is coming very 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 soon like within days so uh, get, get to the uh, wgfd.wild.gov find out and get signed in so you know how many you've got and how you can buy Probably the best way to do it if you have questions is contact uh, Janet, Brian, or any of the local offices. Absolutely. We're here to help. Listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors, My Country 95.5. Hey, guys. It's Drew sitting here with Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Brian, this time of year is awesome. Can it get any better than what we've got right now? There is an awful lot going on, and there's not enough hours in the day to get it all done. I know that. <laughs> uh, one of the great parts about Rocky Mountain Discount Sports is no matter what you're going out to do, if it's fishing, hunting birds, or hunting big game, I mean, you guys got it covered. We, we've got we've got all of it covered. We're sitting in good shape. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of guys still hitting the the water, whether it's uh, you know stream fishing, looking for those big browns, or the guys that are on the water looking for those uh, big uh, walleyes feeding before this winter hits. And uh, yeah, we've been we've been busy. And really, we haven't had horrible weather. I mean, it's been a little chilly in the morning and the evening, but the daytime temps have been absolutely perfect. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it once it warms up and gets that initial chill off there, I mean, it's very pleasant. You know, most of the time it's just been a sweatshirt kind of day, and uh, it's been kind of nice being outside. You know, I've had a couple of people uh, tell me that they've been into Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, and the customer service here is top-notch. Guy came in, went to the gun counter, said, this is the holster that I'm looking for. And the associate said, okay, follow me, walked right over, and he was out the door in 45 seconds. 
Dang it, we should have got more money out of that. I, that's what I, and he <laughs> raved for 15 minutes about how great the customer service is here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Well, it's 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 easy to do when, when you're passionate about what you're doing, right? So, I mean, we're, if your guy wants to come in and talk about a fishing pole, you know, I mean, there's 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 those of us that are going to give them a recommendation and ask them what they're doing and what how they're fishing and if they need a one-piece, a two-piece, or a four-piece, or a travel pack, you know, and so... It, when you're passionate about the, the sports or the activity, it's pretty easy to help guys out. And really, I haven't met anyone in this store that's not passionate about something, you know, every part of it, whether it's a smoker or a, a shotgun. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of categories. I mean, I tell everybody I'm a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And uh, I'm not the best uh, gun guy out there, but when it comes to you know electronics and your and your boat and fishing, uh, you know, on the camping t- side of things, you know, I mean, I'm the guy. But if you want to talk, you know, reloading. You know, there's a, there's a handful of guys here that can talk your ear off up and down about pressures and what bullet cartridge and what reloading powder you should use. And uh, we got the guys that can get you taken care of. And really, no matter what your need is for the outdoors, like Brian mentioned, if it's camping, maybe it's fishing, hunting, or, you know, hiking, or just getting outside and staying warm, it's all covered right here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And uh, I've noticed there's uh, quite a bit of ammo here, but we're still kind of on the lower end on some of the uh some calibers same 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 old same old uh the hunting calibers on the rifle side uh comes and goes about as fast as it comes so uh that's been a challenge shotgun shells are still going to be a challenge um especially certain calibers that 410 the 20 gauge uh haven't seen much in 16 gauge lately we finally stocked up on uh, 12 gauge uh trap loads and target loads so we've got plenty of those right now um and then your selection on your steel shot is just going to be a little limited but um there'll be something that'll kill a bird awesome get out here check it out rocky mountain discount sports get in hunting outdoors my country 95.5 drew and brian and brian you uh, took a little trip not long ago and got to see a little bit of uh, what life looks like on the east coast and and the south and do you think that the fishing is as good there as it is here right now you know, I don't think so. I mean, we saw, we saw quite a bit of water, um, and I'm sure I'm sure all the locals know what they're doing out there. But um, it's pretty darn good around here right now. Uh, we have talked over the last few weeks. The uh, aquatic invasive species have uh, kind of messed up your daily routine if you're going to Glendo or Keyhole. But still, it's not that long of a wait, and it still has changed the hours too, though. Yeah, you know, I think originally just with the initial information that was out there, we thought it was going to be a real hassle and and that there was going to be lines at the boat ramp and whatnot. And um, I think they're doing it right, to be honest with you. Uh, You know, the times we've been down there, they uh, get you in and out pretty quickly. There's never more than, you know, one or two boats uh, waiting to get on the water. And... um, I think I think they're doing what they need to do at this time. Do you think? I mean, we're at the end of the the season, end of the year, really. We're right before the snow's going to fall and everything. So maybe there aren't that many people going out and getting on the water. But say spring, April, May, June starts to roll around, and if this is the same situation, will it cause a problem? Then do you think? 
It certainly could. Um, you know, the Game and Fish is struggling just like the rest of us with, you know, employees and personnel and funding and, you know, housing and what, whatever else there is. And so uh, the Game and Fish is, is tasked to, you know, try to cover as many boat ramps or port of entries with limited staff and limited availability and limited funds. So, um yeah, I mean, we can only hope that, you know, as, as spring comes by, maybe they push these uh, these check stations more to the port of entries and able to cover those 24-7 and have less people, you know, dedicated to each boat ramp. Now, I, the obvious, the best situation would be there's no threat of any kind of invasive species coming in, so we kind of get a little laxed on, on these. But we'll have to see. I mean, really, there's no... Well, I mean, I think I think it's pretty much inevitable that we're going to see some aquatic invasive species here at one point or another. And I think the game of fish is doing what they can to prevent the, the quagga and zebra mussels from showing up here. Uh, we already know that we have Asian clams in, in Glendo. And those were kind of on the low priority of invasive species in terms of transportation and what they do long-term damage uh, to a, a body of water. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we know probably at one point or another there's going to be zebra mussels uh, in, our, in our water somewhere here in Wyoming. And we're trying to prevent that and prolong that for as long as possible because just the long-term repercussions and, and the expense to not only the, the sportsmen but to the end users, the, the power plants and water treatment facilities, that kind of stuff is where the, the – um, it starts getting pricey. Now, what about uh, the fishing right now? You mentioned a little earlier that it's going pretty good. Uh, you heard some pretty good stories. Yeah, you know, it, it uh, had slowed down for a little bit. Um, fish just move into different patterns, and everybody's so used to catching fish one particular way. Um, the uh, the minnow bite actually kicked in here about the last uh, two weeks. Uh, kind of a slower presentation. Uh, that spoon bite, jigging vertical bite, I think probably slowed down a little bit. But when uh, anglers are finding the pods of fish, I mean, they're staying on them and they're, they're having pretty good success. I, I know that a lot of water has been returning to Pathfinder especially. You find that that may be a, a benefit? Well, it certainly helps. I mean, I think more water as it, as it rises, we've talked, you know, the fish start getting a little more active, maybe go a little more shallow. Um, you know, water that's that's up shallow sometimes, especially on the sandy shorelines and stuff, warms up a little bit quicker. So, um, yeah. It's, anytime you can get out, it's a good time to be out. And now is a great time because it's not really snowing all that much and, you know, a little chilly in the mornings, but you go out midday and you're fine. Yeah, you know, you might cut your day in half a little bit, but, uh, you know, the, the afternoons are definitely warming up. And if you can catch those days where the wind's not running right through you and you can still feel your fingers, I mean, get out there. And if you need any supplies, come on by and check them out at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Wyoming, hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. We're full on hunting mode here in Wyoming, and you know, I've seen some huge mule deer being harvested this year. And I got Sean Blazak, who's with the Mule Deer Foundation. And Sean, I mean, some of these puppies are, oh man, they're monsters. Yeah, there's been a lot of big ones shot this year. I had one of our members up here in the Cody area sent a picture of one that's got to be over 200 inches. It's just sort of a freak and i've seen some other ones that are those huge deer and then you see all these cool pictures of these kids with their parents hunting deer and getting their first bucks or whatever buck it is for them and 
you know, those are lifelong memories that people have forever with their family and friends. So I don't know about you, but even if I don't get something, it's always just fun being out there taking the bow for a walk or the rifle out there, just seeing some wildlife and some open space and some pretty country. So. Yeah, absolutely. If you're hunting or fishing or just out hiking, I mean, if you don't have a, a gun or a bow, that's usually when you see all the deer. Yep, that's pretty much it. It's sort of like if you have a cow elk license, you're going to see all the biggest bulls you've ever <laughs> yeah. seen. And if you have a bull elk license, you're going to see plenty of cows. So right, absolutely. That's what happens most of the time. This year, the uh, the season really started out warm, but now we're we're down to where we should be. Have you seen an effect with that? Yeah, it's getting a lot of those animals to move more. I know early season, a lot of people are having a harder time finding animals in the areas they traditionally hunted just because some of them were up higher in the country still. Of course, a lot of people still found animals, but yeah, now things are starting to push down into the lower country. Uh, it's making these migration corridors start to move even faster. Of course, they'll move no matter what because they, you know, the diurnal cycles or the light cycles and just the time of year, but you know, the cold and the snow definitely gets things moving quicker. Uh, the Mule Deer Foundation does a lot of great things all year round. Now, you guys do fundraising stuff through the wintertime so that when the weather gets nice in the summer, you can do all kinds of projects. And you guys keep pretty busy during the uh, summers here, and 2023 is probably just the same. 2023, we got a lot of big things planned. We did all of our funding. We usually do that in the late spring and during the summer. So we funded a bunch of different projects with Game and Fish and BLM and Forest Service and even some stuff that private landowners self-funded or we contributed with. So we get all that stuff during the spring and summer. Then this time of year, we're starting to hit our fundraising time of the year, which allows us to do all that work. So we have lots of cool stuff coming up, including a few cool um, alcohols that you can go ahead and get for the Christmas time period. Like we have a mead coming out from Big Loss Meadery in Gillette that'll be available statewide and online. It's called Icon of the West Mead. It'll officially be launched on November 16th, and that's when it'll be available in stores and online. Um, and we're going to do that at a big, you know, gun raffle in Gillette at Big Loss Meadery. And then we're also doing a jalapeno bacon vodka with Cowboy Country Distilling out of Pinedale. And that'll release on November 10th at a big gun raffle in Pinedale. And those two partnerships are amazing because those companies are, you know, giving us quite a bit of money per bottle back for conservation. And we've also, of course, have the Wyoming Whiskey one, which that's, you know, one of the more high-priced ones. It's very, very limited, and that'll be available only at events. And then we'd also like to thank Blacktooth Brewing, because I don't know if you saw, but we had mule deer beer available all hunting. You know, Blacktooth will be providing us quite a bit of money towards conservation from the sale of that. So hopefully we'll be doing that one again next year, too. But those are some of the things available at this Christmas time period. And then we're going to have banquets and such. Sean, something you and I have talked about a lot over the last year and a half or so on this program is it's not just the mule deer that is affected by all of this. It's conservation as a whole. Yeah, so mule deer are one of those species. If you're helping them, you're going to be helping everything else. I mean, typically, if you do a mule deer project, you're also going to help elk. You'll help sage grouse. You'll help a variety of birds. I mean, most of the time what we're doing is, you know, getting habitats back to where they should be in a natural fire regime or a natural system and, you know, also making fences and stuff easier to cross and barriers easier to cross. You know, if we're doing CWD research or anything like that, it also affects any other animals that can get CWD, such as elk and moose, the other cervids. So. 
And that is one of the reasons that I really love the Mule Deer Foundation and all conservation uh, organizations. One of the best ways to stay up with what Mule Deer Foundation has going on is muledeer.org slash Wyoming or go on Facebook. It's MDF Wyoming and you can keep up on all the upcoming events. Yeah, definitely do that. And we always try to drop by your show as often as possible because this is a great show for people to listen to and get info about hunting and fishing around Wyoming and the West. So we want people to listen to you guys too, and we'll give information on here as often as possible. But thank you very much for having us. Awesome. Thanks again, Sean. Look forward to seeing you very soon. All right, guys, that's the show this week. Make sure you go download the My Country 95.5 app and listen to all of our episodes.